0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, two massage therapists and a microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's hump, is it hump day? It's hump it day? It is. It's motherfucking hump day. <laughs> i it's, so it's, it's a Wednesday evening. We got two real cool guests on the other side of our screen. That means they're not on our couch. We're staring at them through Zoom. It'd be funnier if they were actually on the couch, but we we're still looking at them through screens. That would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, it's Amanda and it is Hump Day and I'm really happy because for some reason this week has been
0: like week. What does Hump Day mean to you? Guest number one, go.
2: Hump Day means we got two more days to the weekday. I'm Devana and then the rest is the weekend.
0: Dun, dun, dun. What does Hump Day mean to you? Guest number two.
2: I just want to be in my bed right now. That's
3: what <laughs> Hump Day means to me.
1: <laughs> In her defense, Ashley and Amanda are having a hard day today. Neither one of us are feeling great. What does hump
0: day mean to you? <laughs>
1: hump day to me is, yeah, like we've we've gotten over that midweek and now it's like f- tomorrow's Friday, Junior. Then we've got Friday, Friday and then I've got my feet up. Friday, Junior. So, I've never junior. heard that
2: before. Yeah, or
1: Friday's Eve, you whatever think, you how want. How do you think Thursday <laughs>
0: feels about being called Friday, Junior? I
1: don't know. How, how do you think huh? my dad feels about
0: being John, Junior? Like, it's just the way it is. It's what happens. Listen, every I think I might have said this before. Every person that I know that's actually a junior goes by their middle name.
1: Um, my dad actually, as you know, has always just been called junior his entire life. He tried to like, but I, get, like step away from that I know as juniors, an adult.
0: I know juniors. Yeah, not not a dude's name Junior. I know a couple of those guys too. Yeah, but I'm saying like like I have a friend. He's 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 Kenneth, yeah. and his dad is Kenneth. He doesn't go by he doesn't go by Kenneth. He goes by Brian. Right. Okay, the the bigger question is: Do you guys know anyone named Junior?
2: Of course, we're black.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the way we're gonna start this off today. Of course, because we black.
1: Well, I, you know what? That this episode might need no introduction, but go. I'm gonna introduce yeah. it anyway. We've got Devonna and Ashley. Devonna's really gonna take the lead because as I said, as you can hear in my voice, I'm a little under the weather. Ashley's not feeling so hot tonight. But Devana and Ashley are here to tell us about an upcoming conference this fall, it's in October, for black massage therapists. It's going to be in North Carolina. And again, they will—they'll give you all the details. But um, yeah, we wanted to have them come on and talk about what we're doing—that what they're doing, not me, not me. I have no part of this, <laughs> but I'm happy to help them in any way because I think what they're doing is really cool. And so, Devon I'm gonna go right to you and let you introduce yourself. Tell our guests a little bit of your background. How long you have been a therapist and? essentially what led you to decide to run your own conference for Black Massage Therapists.
2: Cool. Well, hi, everyone. Devonna Willis here, 419 Education and Training. So my background is I am a certified athletic trainer. So I worked with sports teams predominantly most of my career, and I added massage therapy back in whew, 03, 04, I think. Um, because I knew the benefits it would help with the rehab process, right? So to go back even further, I'm originally from the Bronx. I'm a New York girl born and raised. And so you might hear some of my New York accent come out with some things like water and mother. <laughs> right. We don't we don't say the ERs, right? But I can't water. Speak proper and say water. <laughs> are you drinking enough water? (laughs) I can. But if I'm like talking and I start talking really fast, that's another thing. You got to slow me down. That's my New York coming out. So yeah. So um, basically when I came back home from my BA and getting my athletic training degree and bachelor's degree, I went to the Swedish Institute. So if you know anything about the Swedish Institute in New York, it's about 1800 hours of massage. So we we learn things simultaneously. So Western 101 or Swedish 101, Shiatsu 101, right? And then it was like Western Eastern midway through, you got a chance to pick your electives and you could either go Eastern or Western route. I went Western route being in sports, to the sports massage and all the lymphatic and all that. And so basically I added that to my rehab process when i start working with collegiate teams and um semi-professional teams and so forth can
0: i ask you a question about athletic therapy in the states Mm -hmm. are there a lot of places to go to school for that because in canada there aren't in canada there's in canada there's like only nine places that you can go to to become an athletic
3: therapist
2: yeah so there is a lot more than when i first started for sure. So, um, a lot of schools now are going, so you said you got kinesiology. So, if you get your kinesiology degree, like your bachelor's in kinesiology or like physical education or something like yeah. that, some schools now have master's programs right, right. in athletic training. Nice. So, if, even if you don't do it, your undergrad, you can get it in your master's.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah. when when I was way back when, way back when, when I was in university, I think there's only maybe like three places across Canada Ooh, where, you where you could have where you could have gotten that that certification. Now I think there's like nine or so. Yeah, it it, yeah. it was crazy.
2: It was crazy. So yeah, so that's my background. So fast forward, I'm in Arizona now. Got tired of the cold in New York City. Got married, and we moved across country to Arizona. And I um, worked in PT, I've worked in orthopedics, I've done I've done a lot of different industries. And then I decided to get back into the massage game. And so I started teaching massage therapy at a school. And I was like, well, I wasn't too excited about it afterwards because I was too hardcore of a teacher, and the t- and the students weren't used to my methods. They said that I, because I went to Columbia University, I was treating them like kids <laughs> from Columbia. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want you to know your anatomy. How can you touch somebody and not know what what the rhomboids do?
1: I already I already know where this is going because. Uh, you know, as I just said, I've been with Mark for 15 years. When we met, he was teaching uh, formal education. He was teaching at a massage therapy college and Mm. eventually had to break away into continuing education because there's too many boxes and too many people telling you how you have to teach the material, what you can do, what you can't do. And if you're somebody like yourself that, you know, you want to create amazing massage therapists, you can't do it in that little box.
2: Nope, nope. And my mom was like, why, why do you always have difficulties in working for other people? And I didn't realize I was <laughs> born to be an entrepreneur. Mm. But now she's open that I've been an entrepreneur for almost 12 years. So this is what I'm supposed to do. Nice. So, yeah. So a little bit after that, I dibbled and dabbled in the massage world. I even was a corporate person in Massage Envy, and I realized really quickly, nine months, I was not a corporate person. <laughs> I get that.
0: I can
1: understand that. We've got we've got another unemployable person here. Yeah, man. Mark always calls himself unemployable.
2: It's true. It's so true.
0: And it's not even just like I'm unemployable from an employer standpoint. Like I, I from an employee <laughs> no, standpoint. No, employ, employers tend to like you. Uh, initially, I think I do an interview well, and I think I start well, and then eventually... It's like, who's this fucking Yahoo? Like we got to <laughs> make his
1: own rules, doing whatever uh, he wants. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, yeah, that's quite a background you have, Devon. And then eventually got yourself into continuing Massage. education, Yeah, right? so
2: I lost my job. So you're talking about not being employable. So I, I worked, I went back to orthopedics and I got laid off when I was on maternity leave. So that's what happened. And I was like, you know what, forget about all this. And, um. God was like, it's time for you to start your own business and massage. And I'm like, what? I haven't done a full hour massage since, and this is my son was born in 2011. And I'm like, I haven't done a full body massage since like 04, like when I was <laughs> in school. I'm like, I don't even know what to do.
0: Of all of the sports that you were an athletic trainer for, mm-hmm. What sport did you enjoy the most working with those athletes, and why that particular sport?
2: Believe it or not, men's soccer.
0: Why men's soccer? It
2: was like a hosh-posh of individuals from different countries, mm. and it was it was fun. We had a great time. I learned different languages. I learned different cultures, and the coach treated me like a princess.
0: Nice. Right on. I mean. That's cool, man. That's cool.
2: What Devana says goes. If you're injured, you're out. It <laughs> was no going back and forth. You right, know, right, right. what can we do? How can we negotiate this? If they got a hamstring strain and they need to be out, you go get yourself fixed. And when Devana clears you, you come back.
1: Nice. That's fair. Well, I mean, I know, I know Ashley's not like, super with us this evening but she is and for those of you um who might remember she's already been on a two-armed teas in a mic episode Uh, i wish i had looked up the date before but ashley from mt banquets uh you want to do a reintroduction of yourself yeah so i was on the podcast
3: uh august Thirty first. Thank you for the th- thank you for the date. And um, I am I haven't been in the massage world for that long, like devana But I graduated in two thousand nine from Parker University in Dallas, Texas. But I originally reside in North Carolina. Um, and I am the founder and CEO of MT Banquets, a banquet that is catered to massage therapists and other wellness professionals out there. Um, and then also I am a massage educator. So I teach inter-oral TMJ massage and uh, let me see what else. And, you know, Devana kind of asked me after the banquet, since she was the nominee of, um, you know, one of the categories, she said she wanted to, um, you know, start a conference. And I said, OK, so I immediately say, yes, Yay. And I know how much hard work it is to host an event. And so I know she wanted a solid team. so. I, I I said, yeah, like I'm up for the opportunity because I know after I did the banquet, it opened a lot of doors for not just the massage therapist, but any attendee that came. Um, like I have videographers and photographers there, nurses there, and it opened up um so many doors for them uh with connection. Um, And then people were on iHeartRadio, people were like, oh, uh, such and such did this event. It was awesome. It came out and spread, um, not even North Carolina, but in different states where massage teachers were coming to me and saying, oh, I heard what you did. This is awesome. So we need something more like this. Um, With this conference, it's different because it's gathering just one race. Mm. And this is a race that is less than 10% in the massage industry.
1: Is that is that globally? I actually didn't know that statistic. Is that like globally, less than, or is that uh, an is American that a statistic? Stuff?
2: That is an uh, American statistic. I don't know your t- statistic. I, I
1: wonder that. what it is here in Canada. It's
0: probably similar. I don't recall ever filling out any surveys for massage therapy by any of the associations in Canada that have you specify ethnicity. Ethnicity, that's true. Yeah. Huh.
1: Anyway, sorry, t- sorry to interrupt. I just didn't know that statistic. Less so than percent.
0: I don't 10% even think, don't even think we, we would be able to find a stat like that for Canada. Do you
2: guys have a census though,
0: <laughs> like a government census? Yeah, n- nothing spe- yeah, nothing specific to the. I mean, we can find that like from government census, and then to see what people's occupations are. But yeah. that, like, that. That that's something that I don't think any of the associations have put together. I mean, I'm just, I'm also talking out of my ass right now, so <laughs> I mean, very well might be a thing that I just don't know about. I'm going to
1: research this. I'm just curious oh. if it would be similar. In in Canada, that um, black therapists make up less than
0: ten percent. I'm going to start this off here. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off devil's advocate, okay. because you know, you know, there's some white dude somewhere saying, well, what, "What is what, what is with this black conference thing? What why why are you why are you trying to separate?" That's what someone's saying right now.
3: It's more so of uh, diversity, inclusion, and equity in the massage uh, field, and so. We want to um, help that in the workplace. We also want to make sure that our our Black community um, is building, you know, their own businesses and scaling them and making sure that they enhance their skills in the massage world. Um, also bringing different um, ethnicities uh, when it comes to working with the Black community because, you know, the Black community... They don't know that massage is for them because I would say non-Black people are advertised on, you know, websites and uh, marketing. And so the Black community doesn't want, you know, they kind of go to the other side, like, is that for me?
1: You know? I think this is an important point. It's interesting that when Mark said I want to ask, like, why you know play devil's advocate because there's a white guy somewhere saying, "Why are you trying to separate yourselves?" It's the same. It, it might be. The, it might be the same white guy, the same type of person who has issue, who takes issue with things like a gay pride parade, right? It's like, why do you have to bring so much attention, and why does there have to be a separate event? I don't have a straight pride parade. Well, okay because you don't need one. And in this case, I think, you know, it's important for people to understand this is about celebrating black therapists and helping them to level up and achieve success and realize their place in the industry and, you know, maybe bring some attention being that they do make up less than 10% of the population of therapists. This isn't about separating black therapists from everybody else. It's more about like, you know, let's, let's shine some light on, on these guys too. And I think that's important for anybody who's listening, thinking, well, why, why just have a conference for one ethnicity? I mean, you guys can probably be a little more eloquent in your explanation, especially because I've had a lot of cold medication, but I I want people to understand that this is more of a celebration than about segregation or separation or whatever you want to call it.
2: Yes. You actually hit the nail on the head, right? Celebratory. So let's, let's be realistic, right? So here's the deal. Walk in a room and think that you're the only white person out of 20 people how would you feel?
1: Oh, are you talking to me? I guess so.
2: Um, Well,
1: (laughs) she ain't talking to me. Being the only white person in this zoom call. Um, (laughs) And you know what? That's, that's an interesting point and something I don't know that I, I can even answer to. I mean, it's, I'm probably the wrong person to ask being that I, I think it, matters geographically where you are as well. Like I was born and raised in um, the most multicultural part of Toronto. Um, I'm from the East End where majority of my neighbors are immigrants. I actually think in like our direct neighborhood, I might be one of the only white people. Like it's, it, I'm, I'm a little more. So you're to the that. exception
2: to the rule. Then. Right.
1: But I mean, you go, you know, an hour north of where we are you probably don't see a lot of diversity and you probably do have mostly white people. And, you know, if you walk into a coffee shop, it might be all white people and then there might be like the one black family. Right. That that does happen in a lot of more rural areas, but where we are, that's that's mm. not really an issue.
2: But to be quite honest, talking about rural, I'm in Phoenix and that <laughs> happens to me and my family all, all the time, time Yeah, right? We're the one black family and, and we're in one of the cities in Phoenix, subsidies in Phoenix, right? So it's so funny uh, to have this conversation. I just had it with a young lady who I know, and she's such a sweetheart. And we were talking about when she was in, she was visiting her husband's family in Jackson, Mississippi, mm. and she was the one white person in the restaurant. And yep. she felt so uncomfortable. Interesting. And she was like, I have to be honest, I felt so uncomfortable. And I was like, well, welcome. That's like my, my life. (laughs) Like not even just a portion of it. That's my entire life. And so she was like, wow, I I wouldn't have even known. She was like, I can't even imagine living like that all the time. No. And And until
1: you really experience that something like that, you don't really have an idea. Like I said, I I grew up in a multicultural city. Mark also grew up here. So, you know, we have friends of all different cultural backgrounds. You know, we're constantly surrounded by a multitude of ethnicities. However, we travel to the States a lot and it's different as you go state by state. It's very different. And I know there's been multiple times where we walk into a restaurant. This has actually happened where it's like a TV show. We walk into a restaurant um, the mixed,
0: record it, scratches.
1: Yeah, like oh, you, you, you suddenly hear <laughs> just silence silent. and like silverware. And it's That's funny. it's mind blowing because you walk into this place as a biracial couple, like people just stop. And, you know, we've walked into a lot of places in some of the the states. I won't you know, I don't have to call out cities or anything, but we've walked into some places and I can literally feel every single set of eyes in the room on us. And I look around and realize, oh, My husband is the only person of color in this entire place. But that would never happen where we are. So like we're so like shielded from this reality. And I think some people listening might be as well. Then if they live in like multicultural cities, they have no idea what a large a large percentage of North America is actually like.
2: Right. And like coming from a city like New York, right, we are the melting pot. So I had neighbors and friends who were Puerto Rican, Dominican, Cuban, of course, Blacks and Asian. When I started, so where I grew up was pretty much those minorities. And then when we went to the cities, that's when you would see more like whites and Asians and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When I say the city, let me say Manhattan. Right, right, for right. those who are listening and not, you know, when they hear the city, they think the whole five boroughs. Yeah, no, no. But when we say the city, we mean Manhattan, right? Just to clarify. But yeah, so it's just interesting. And so being, you know, living here in, in Phoenix and Arizona, first of all, when we moved here, and this was back in 808, 09, it was 2.2%. Mm. And, and this was the last state to actually induct Martin Luther King's Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King's birthday as a holiday.
0: Hmm. Aren't
1: there right. states so that the more, celebrate the
2: more I talk about things, the more this is reality, right?
1: Like I'm I'm watching Ashley by the way, because I would think that like some of the stuff maybe the two of you have already talked about and she her reactions are like in
0: the moment with me. Like we're both like, wow, wow, what <laughs> are there states that also celebrate General Lee on the same day? I swear to God, I read this somewhere.
2: Mark, please don't tell me that.
0: I swear to God, I read this. I gotta I b- look. This I believe up. you. I he knows a lot up. of random facts, it. or,
1: or
2: maybe I heard
0: this somewhere. Where, 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 where where Dr. Martin Luther King day is also the same fucking day as like, generally, I swear to you, did I make that up? I'm going to be a really weird thing for me to make up. You guys keep talking. I'm going to, I'm going to Google this.
1: But
2: I just know too, and I don't know for Ashley. So, and that's another thing. And this is it. We're, we're both black, but we, we grew up different way, you know, differently. She's hearing things that, you know, she's never heard before. Right. So for instance, in New York, I never heard of Juneteenth. Hmm. Ashley, did you hear of Juneteenth before? Oh, Juneteenth until I moved to North Carolina. Right. Right. And then, but you're from Texas.
1: He's not wrong. I, he's not wrong. No, by Philly. The way.
2: But you went to school in Texas. So when you were in Texas, did they celebrate Juneteenth?
3: I don't remember. I mean, I do not remember. When I moved to North Carolina, that's when I heard about Juneteenth and I was like, I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> <It's
0: laughs> so interesting.
3: Right. You're
1: not wrong, by the way, about which, the which holiday. States, which states? My, okay. I'm going to read it to you. Yeah. Um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a federally recognized holiday to honor the life of the civil rights movement icon around his birthday, which was January 15th. Right. In Alabama and Mississippi, it's also Robert E. Lee Day honoring the famed Civil War general of the Confederacy whose birthday falls just days later on January 19th.
2: You see? Wow. This is 2023.
1: Yep. That is a thing, Alabama and Mississippi.
2: Wow. Look at a moment of silence where all the all the civil unrest was happening. We're still learning. Thank you, Mark, for that.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's not something I would have made up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he knows a lot of, a, a lot of random, lot of facts, of random
2: about facts about a lot of random
0: things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but look, we're still learning. Right. And so just to go back on Juneteenth, I know we're kind of going off a tangent, but this is also a holiday that maybe a couple of states were celebrating and like the rest of us didn't know. And so basically that's when when um, when slavery was what, um, abolished, if you will, all the all all the states that was amongst the East knew, right, the East Coast knew, but it didn't travel its way west and south until years later i don't have the dates you know right now but two years later and they're like what we're free how come we don't know right 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 so years later and so this wasn't a thing and so this really established i think in texas because in texas they were still slaves for the longest until it got across that um, we're free as a, um, as a people. So things like that, we're still learning our history. I learned that, I learned that, like, and I'm still like 100% not with the dates and everything. But it, I learned this about like 2012, 2013 about Juneteenth, because the church I was attending, was having a Juneteenth celebration. And we're like, what is that? My husband not even know about it and he's from the Midwest, he's from Ohio. So that just tells you we're still learning about our history every day. I
0: was just having this whole conversation the other day about the use of words and of, of the way people identify. So for example, African American or Asian American or whatever the words are using. And I was having this discussion with someone who was like, "Why, why African American, or why Asian American? Why not just American?" And I, 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 I'm, I mean, I'm not American, so I, I don't know how you guys would approach that. But this is how I approached it. I approached it as this, because I'm also, like, my parents are from, are, are from the Caribbean. They're, they're, they're from the West Indies. Cool? Okay. I'm, I'm first generation born here. My, my dad's from Trinidad. Okay. My dad's actually Chinese from Trinidad. My dad's dad is from China. You know what I mean? So okay. I, I couldn't speak a lick of English. Land's in Trinidad somehow. Anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's from Trinidad. My mom's from Trinidad. Cool? Mm-hmm. They come to Canada. I'm born in Canada. I have Trinidadian influence all over the place because I grew up with two people that are from Trinidad. So obviously, I have Trinidadian influence, West Indian influence, Caribbean influence. If I was to go to Trinidad, they'd look at me and say, you ain't Trinidadian. You ain't Trinidadian. You're Canadian. And then I'm here in Canada going, hmm, I feel Canadian. And then I got all these other white Canadian folk, generations of Canadians saying, where are you from? Where are you from? Implying you're I'm not, not from I'm Canadian. here. No, so, but where are you really so, from? So, so the whole thing becomes a weird identity issue where you, you're in this no man's land. So for example, do you consider yourself African? Like, Do you identify with being African? Probably not. You probably identify with being American. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a very, very strange thing thing and it's all about in my mind and I'm no philosophy major so I don't know anything I'm just making shit up it's almost like you gotta find a way to try to identify with something or you just feel fucking lost mm-hmm. right you feel rejected here rejected here rejected here rejected here it's it's a very very interesting stuff and then I had the same conversation with that, with that particular person about the identity thing but not just about the identity thing about someone's lived experience and I got into this with my Mother, actually, the other day, because I was talking to my mom, telling her like how I'm not a big fan of Toronto Police Services, right? And she's like, Well, why? Why? And I said, Ma, you don't understand. Like, you don't even know half the stories. And I start telling her all of these things that happened to me over the years of being an an adolescent into my adulthood. And and she's like, Well, why do you think it's based on the color of your skin? And I was like, Well, Ma. That's been my experience. And she told me a whole different story, how she had very pleasant experiences with the the police. And she's like, and you see, I'm dark too, but so it couldn't have been because you're dark. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's slow down, lady. You cannot dismiss. I'm not dismissing your pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to dismiss my unpleasant experience, but I do want you to empathize and therefore recognize why I have a problem with Toronto Police Services because I have not had a good experience with them ever. And you've had great experience with them, so you don't have a problem. I I, I know why I brought this up. Uh, the Toronto's subway system and, and public transit has been having a lot of violence around every public transit. Every single day, every day the there's news a news story of somebody stuff,
1: getting stabbed right? or
0: an attacked on so, the subway. And so one of the strategies that the city put in place was to put police officers in uniform At subway stations and so on and so on and so on. Some people think this is a great idea, but imagine you're from a community that has never had a good experience with a police officer. And imagine now the anxiety that you feel being on a subway with a a police officer in uniform. Yeah. Right. Everyone stops and thinks, oh, this is great. You know, more security, the presence of the police. I'm like, whoa, that could also be very anxiety and and leading to other places for a lot of people yeah. that don't have good experience. But do people think about this stuff? No. Right. It's, it's actually really interesting. So that's why I wanted to play devil's advocate and be like, well. Does it feel why the separation? Because it's not about a separation; it is about a celebration. It is, it's also about like, hey, we are such a small, small fraction of this community, and if we don't hold each other's hands, and we don't lift each other up, we're probably going to drown in this a little bit. We're going to get run over.
1: Yeah, they're, you're already no. underrepresented right. in the industry, so you you have to do things to make sure that your your space is held, right? That people understand we're an important part of this industry, we're influencing things. And you know, to Devana's point too, is making sure that the black community knows you have a place here yes, too. Yes,
0: what's really important for me to, to get the message out is there are going to be people that are listening to this and they just don't get it because they haven't had the lived experience of someone booking an appointment with you online Uh, online, showing up at your clinic seeing seeing that you're black and saying i don't i don't want this anymore yeah right there you go or the look the look the it is the look yes it's
2: called the look we all know (laughs)
0: yeah you're
2: preaching mark now that's a that's that's
0: that's a real thing that people don't understand that's the person that i'm talking to right now that says they don't mean any harm by it when they say like well, don't you feel this is more like you're separating versus trying to bring together? I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm going to go from that route where I'm assuming this is coming from a place of good intentions, what you're saying. You also have to recognize like there are things that you just don't understand because you haven't lived it. And those are the people that we need to be speaking to that need to be
1: learning, right? Um, so it's, you know, it's important that you guys are doing what you're doing and that we're having the conversation because every time we've done an episode of this nature, we had a therapist named Jasmine on. She is is a black therapist in uh, just west of Toronto. Is that is that right? She's from the west. And yeah. anyway. Hey Jasmine, come down and join us. <laughs> and Jasmine told very um, personal stories about exactly that, having clients book online, show up, see that she's a black therapist boss, and walk out. Her, her well,
0: boss told her, I prefer your... I, I preferred you with your wig yeah, rather than your, your, natural your natural hair.
1: I don't like your natural what? hair.
3: What? Oh, yeah. you had one person like that on your Facebook group. Remember, Devana? Oh, yeah. Okay, tell them about the Facebook group. Go
2: ahead, tell go ahead.
3: Devana has our uh, secret black um, massage group. And one lady posted my... White client said, "I liked you uh, with t- uh, uh, your hair out instead of the twist or something like that, or braid. So how natural!" And and we deal with stuff like this, right? I've dealt with stuff like this. A lot of you know racist people who walked out, prejudiced people who didn't want to shake my hand, and it's just like okay, <laughs> but um, it happens all the time. And and I think that's the reason why we're having ethics. In the conference, nice. because we need um, we need to be professional. How to deal with you know different scenarios, mm-hmm. um, and we have a lady from Atlanta coming. Uh, to Charlotte to Shanice Armstrong. She's actually an instructor in
2: Atlanta, but she also has her own wellness.
0: So let's do this. Can you guys tell us the dates of the conference? Can you give us an idea of the topics that someone would see from the presenters and tell us a little bit about the presenters, all that kind of goodness?
2: Sure, I'll I'll take the lead on this one. So the conference is October 14th, 2023 in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you might say, well, why is this in North Carolina? and you're in Arizona because majority of black therapists is on the East Coast and down south. So we're having it in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's and that's like a central hub for most airlines. So that's another reason. I fly a lot, so I know this. Um, the other thing, so about the instructors, so we have Terrence Bonner. And Terrence Bonner, a lot of people know who Terrence is. He's not only a licensed massage therapist, he's also a licensed esthetician. And so he.
0: And he dresses sharp, boy. Yeah.
2: Isn't he sharp? He's a, he a sharp, him. dress.
0: He's sharp, dressing.
2: He's <laughs> clean, boy. That's what he's like. You clean, Terrence. You clean. <laughs> <laughs> Designer outfits, right? And so, but he is so smart. And when I started my continued education business, and I reached out to him, to be honest, you guys, he op- he welcomed me with open arms, and we became immediate friends. And he's been out here in Arizona for a couple of conferences, and. And we've seen each other and he's just such a sweetheart. So he's going to be teaching. We're only doing six hours of CEs, right? Because this is the first one. So we got to see how this goes. Mm -hmm. So he's teaching Thai foot reflexology, six hours. And so the other, so you're either going to have the option of doing a hands-on or a business and ethics class. So the business and ethics class is going to be six hours together. And then Terrence. Thai um, foot reflexology is six hours so who's teaching ethics we started talking about her her name is Shanice Armstrong she is a instructor and she's been in the field just as long as I have and I feel like she's Trini too Mark
0: nice
2: she is from the Caribbean I don't want to say she is but where, but I feel like it is. But if I'm not, I'm sorry, Shanice, you'll clarify this for me later. I know she'll get on me later. But anyway, I met her online, like I met Terrence, right? I started this business during COVID. So I was just meeting a lot of folks online. And so she invited me last year to come out and teach my lymphatic class. And her and I just became friends and stayed in touch as well. So she teaches. And so she's teaching on ethics. So she teaches in in one of the um, schools in Atlanta. And then she also has her own clinic with massage therapists as well. And so she'll be teaching ethics. And then Another person I met online, and we became friends, his name is Samuel Nelson, and he owns Massage on the Go Memphis, and is a chair massage, is a corporate chair massage business, and he's been running that business for 15 years, and he has some... Awesome corporate accounts like Cigna and Google and Saint Jude, and that man knows business. So he's going to be doing a quick two-hour business. And so he, you know, he can he can tell you something about business to get those type of corporate accounts mm-hmm. and um and how to rebound out of being in a pandemic and to just got a, a nice large chunk recently from one of uh, a new corporate account. So that man knows business. So he's going to come in and speak to the therapist on business. So like I said, you either have the hands on with Terrence for six hours or ethics and business with Shanice and Sam. Bravo, bravo. So I,
1: I have a question actually, I know that, you know, the conference isn't until the fall, but you guys are obviously already getting the word out. People know about this. Thus far, what has the response been um, first from from the Black therapists from your community? Like, w- what are people saying about this? Is there a lot of excitement already? What's happening?
2: We've received a lot of people being excited about it. Very excited because um, to Ashley's point, I actually started our secret, the Black Massage Therapist Facebook group, back in June in 2020, around the whole George Floyd situation, because right. I was feeling a certain way personally. Yeah. Majority of my clientele, I told you, I'm in Arizona, so white. was white. And, um, and I have a son, and he was eight at the time. And it was a lot of hard conversations that I had to have, because he, like, to Mark's point, he's like, why they don't like us, talking about white police officers, mm-hmm. right? And so imagine talking to your child, eight years old about that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. So I was just feeling a certain way and knowing I had to work on majority white clientele, being black, and it just takes you into, it takes you into a dark place. You know, if, you, if your ancestors are not from slavery, I don't know if you can really understand it to be quite honest, but I had some loving clients and they like, what can we do to bond to support you? How can we help you? You know, cause they just knew it was just a hard time in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "One, you are supporting the black business, so continue to you know help support me and my family because obviously this." this feeds my family, but if you can support other black businesses in other ways, that'll be great. And, but it was just still a void. And so I went online looking for any type of black something, you know, there's black, um, groups in Phoenix, but I was looking specifically for massage and there was none really, I didn't find anything until later, but, um, I started my own and, um, we have over 860 people in that group. Nice. And it's worldwide. It's not even nationally. So we have some Caribbean folks. We have a couple of folks from Canada. We have some Africans from Africa in the group. And obviously, most of everyone is different part of the states. But yeah, so putting it in the group, I was hearing the outcry, oh, we need to get together. When are we going to get together? And I'm like, oh. So I just knew that undertake. I was like, Ugh. You know, one guy was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, all right, you take the league. And then that just fell. And then somebody else was like, let's do it. And then that just fell out. And then I was like, oh, I guess it I has guess to me. be me. <laughs> I guess it has to be me. And so here we are. Nice. And then I dragged Ashley into it.
1: I don't I don't <laughs> think she was kicking and screaming. Yeah. She looks pretty happy to be here. Yeah.
2: yeah. She's my girl. She's my girl. Right on.
0: So good.
1: Yeah, this is really exciting. Now, I I have to ask the other side of it since Mark started off as the devil's advocate thinking that there was going to be people who had who took issue with this. Have you received yeah, any negativity back, yeah. from therapists? non-Black therapists saying, what the hell, man? Why are we being excluded?
2: Not personally, because Ashley, could, she has her own. But <laughs> personally, I haven't not... I'm saying not yet because we early in this game, right? So it's in October. So, I, you know, we're just starting the marketing. So not yet, but I'm ready for it because I already know what it's going to be like. You know, I'm not new to this. And, um, but no, not yet. I've had people acts to be vendors also we're looking for black vendors right we're trying to support black businesses right. and you know i had one lady's like oh you could, you kind of could hear the disappointment in her message on back on facebook and i was like sorry we're trying to support black businesses but you can you, you can sponsor you can actually be a sponsor and then you know she disappeared hmm. but um yeah, so I haven't had it yet, but I'm I'm waiting. You're ready for it. Ashley, actually, actually had some.
3: It wasn't it wasn't therapists, it was more so like sponsors, people who wanted to support. They were like, Well, if I can, I wanna be there, but is is most it's just for one race, you know, we want our exposure. They were like, Well, I'm being excluded. And I was just like, Well. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, like you can be a sponsor and you have the opportunity to show your face. Um, but that was the only remark that we've gotten from like maybe like a couple of people who wanted to support until yeah. they couldn't be there.
2: And so let me clarify that. So we have different tiers of sponsorship, right? And so if you're one of the top premier tiers, and it's called premier sponsors, that's a five or a 10k, you have so many opportunities, not only just you can actually attend, because if you're paying that money to sponsor, you'll have your information in the booklets and the swag bags and website, you know, all the things that comes with that premier package. But if you're doing a, a a uh, sponsorship which is called shout it out for us to say hey and we would like to thank Ashley from MT Banquets. You only paid 375. You don't really need to be there. You don't need to be there. That's it's called Shout It Out for a reason. We're using your name and your brand and we're thanking you for um we're thanking you for sponsoring the cocktail hour. But if you're the premier sponsor, you can have a seat at the table. You can have a vendor table because once again, you're paying that much money and you're supporting the conference that much. That yes, we welcome you. You can, you know, rep, um, have a representative or be there in in support of our cause. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, if this is a a black massage therapist conference, it makes complete sense that the people you want as your vendors, the businesses you want to be, you know, really showcasing to be black owned businesses. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone that would have a problem with this? Do I know anyone? Well, I yeah. I I'd started I know you could to think of, I'd yeah. started to talk about, you know, when we had Jasmine on and, you know, we've had done other episodes. We did a black lives matter episode with Omar in, yep. in 2020 as well. Yep. And, there are always comments that come through to us, some private, some public. So you can probably see some of them, but there are always comments of people saying things to the effect. And I'm sure you guys have heard it. Like, you know, it's 2021 or it's 2022 or it's 2023. Why are we still having this race conversation? Why do we, you know, like they, and it's again, as Mark said, it's from people who don't like, they don't really get it. And I, I'm hoping it's not coming from a negative place, but we had one woman on Jasmine's episode make a comment of like, why you know why are we oh, yeah. why are we having this this race conversation you know um it was a really weird call oh i really wish i could remember it but basically saying like you know why are we assuming that um clients or patients or whatever have issues with a therapist because she's black like she's it's sort of like insinuating that she's coming to that conclusion herself and we had talked about it in the episode if she took a chance a time to listen to it and ashley or mark or devonna any of you guys can speak to this it's nothing more than you know me walking into the restaurant with my my husband who is not white with all white people and they're being fucking silence you do, you don't need anything other than that you you know the feeling when somebody walks up to you and and, that, and that's what Jasmine was describing. She said, it, it's just a vibe. Somebody walks in and you know, the minute they look at you, oh, you weren't expecting a black woman.
2: It's not even a vibe. It's the truth. Like these are like facts. Yeah. At this point, you can't change somebody walking in. You see their facial expression change immediately yep. as soon as they see the person. That's not a vibe. That is a fact, right? Yep. And so we just have to, we just have to stand up for our truth. These are our stories. These are our truths, and what is happening to us in the industry that we chose to be in but we this is happening still in this day and age, yeah, and to those who wondering why the conversation is still happening because there's still a social economic wealth gap as well and this is facts black Americans is. Eight times it, were eight times lower than the white family social economics. Mm-hmm. So let's just take it as if your family started with any type of money and handed it down generational wealth. It's really our generation who's starting to learn what that is, what generational wealth is, Mm
3: -hmm. and trying
2: to play catch up. And so, but when you're eight times lower, it's hard to play catch-up, right? Does that make sense?
1: It makes it makes a lot of sense. Anyway, so the, when Mark's asking me, do I know anyone personally? No, I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I see the comments when we do episodes like this of people who don't seem to get it. They seem to think like, you know, slavery's been gone for 400 years and oppression doesn't exist. And, you know, I, I can't tell, I, I won't name names, but I had someone literally sending me all these videos to try to prove to me that you know, black people can be successful. And they're sending me videos with examples like fucking Oprah Winfrey. And I'm like, seriously, like seriously, this is how you're trying to convince me or like rappers or football players or basketball. I'm like, come on, like, come on. This is not your average black man, right? Like this is this. And, and like Mark said to me when I was getting all of this from somebody, I said like, I don't know how to respond to this. And it was all because of some of the episodes that I've, I've done with Mark where we're having these conversations. It was, a white person trying to prove to me like, this is a tired conversation, like get over it. And I'm showing Mark this stuff. And I said, I don't even know how to respond to it. And he goes, the most ridiculous thing is that this guy can't even see that. Of course people can, can, get like come out of oppression. Like it doesn't mean that the oppression doesn't exist, but of course there are, you know, black people who managed to get their education and get good careers and you know do well for their family, but that doesn't mean that they they weren't still having to overcome obstacles and still facing barriers that white people probably didn't have to deal with. Right. But anyway, so other than that one person who was trying to prove to me that I'm wasting my time recording all these episodes. um, No, I don't think I know a lot of people who'd have an issue with this, or I hope I don't know those people.
2: But we appreciate you guys even, you know, having us on and just talking about the conference and just being open and honest and why, you know, we definitely felt that the conference was needed right cuz these conversations need to happen.
1: Definitely. I'm I'm really happy that uh, you guys came on and I'm excited to see what's happening next and we will be talking about helping you guys to get the word out and putting some advertisements out to our people. So I mean Canadian therapists, Canadian therapists in the Black community, you want, a, you want a reason to take a trip? I
2: have one for you. Come on down, North Carolina.
0: Absolutely.
2: And that's the also reason why we said Black and not Black American or nothing like, because like I said, the group, we have so many different, you know, Blacks from different countries.
0: See, now I'm all f- fucking fired up and i'm all ramped up
2: mark you could come down too. your Trini, you, you know you have Trini, we call it Trini in new york right so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have some Trini friends from from high school you know the caribbeans they they had their own spots in high school as well so
0: stuff like this gets me excited all right i don't know why i get excited i'm weird i get excited by the shit
1: i'm actually like just thinking about it devon is like mark come down and i was like well i guess then can't, I can't, can't go <laughs>
0: You got to pony up sponsorship money if you want to show <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, are, you, you are welcome to go. And I will continue to promote you guys, even though I'm not allowed to come. <laughs> we love you. I'm impressed with you, ladies. I really am that you're pulling together a conference. Because as you know, Mark and I do conferences as well. And this is a big undertaking. And I'm, I'm impressed that you guys are actually going forward with it so i'm glad that in that facebook group everybody just talked about it but look at you you're really doing it keep
2: us in your prayers though
0: <laughs> if this goes really well is this going to be an annual
2: thing yes
0: nice I like yes
2: it. we already said it with the hotel they're like oh absolutely you know they, like, you know you hook us up you know we'll come back and they're like oh really here well let's work the numbers That's thank good. you thank you right
1: <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah,
2: no, we definitely want it to be an annual. We definitely want it to be something annual.
1: Amazing celebration. Well, I hope you feel better soon, Ashley. Um I'm going to need to go home and sleep, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you know what comes next from you guys?
0: Yeah, and anything that we can do to help you guys out to spread the word, please, please, please let us know. We'd yeah, lo- and we will drop the can. link
1: so that anybody interested in either sponsorship or attending the conference will drop the link in the notes for you guys. So all of you and will we're know. We're taking where to find regular
2: them. donations too, so even if you don't have that type of sponsorship money, you just want to donate fifty dollars because you appreciate. You know, you support the cause. I'll give you that. I'll give you those links, too.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. This has been fun. It's been great. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.